At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Here we go, let's hear what they say. Power dog, we're on our way. Escape to reality. Escape to reality. Escape to reality. Escape to reality. Welcome everyone to Escape to Reality podcast with Justine. And Geneva, settle in, folks. We are thrilled. We are joined by maybe like one of the most exciting guests we've had. We're just so thrilled to talk to you, Gary oh, Gennetti. How are you? I'm sorry if I'm the most exciting guest. Uh, <laughs> Pressure. I need to. <laughs> we're so happy. We're pumped to talk to you. Uh, we are discussing your new book, which we're going to get into. But tell everybody where they can order your book about your book before we start asking oh, all the questions. Uh, sure. Well, my new book is Start Without Me. And I guess you can like, you know, order it on Amazon. I guess that's where people order it or wherever. Oh. And an independent bookseller, you know, it'll come for me no matter what I say. So, yes. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Bookstore. Meg Ryan from, um, <laughs> she's got mail yeah. is going to come after you. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, Everyone so should buy it just, though. It was exhilarating. It was so good. Fun. Wow. I was riding around with my family in the car reading it and my husband was just getting turned enough. on. He's like, oh, I love you reading a book. And it doesn't really turning me on. So thanks, Justine. And no. you don't get car sick reading in the car? You know, I get, I, I didn't, but usually I do get car sick. That's really interesting. It's like the, you're my medicine. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> So we're going to start with, because we know you, you're in the pop culture sphere like we are. What are you currently watching on TV? We're going to talk about like your relationship oh. with television, because I feel like you talk about that in the book. But what are you watching right now that you love? Uh, just all around anything TV? Yeah, like if you were going to tell like okay, well, three shows. I, I, people say, I, I have very high-low tastes. Like I'm, 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 I'm everywhere. Like my, like my comedy high low, everything, you know, fashion yes. is, you know, high low, like it's all a hodgepodge. So I'm watching my brilliant friend on HBO now, which yeah. is, if you know the Elena Ferrante novels that they're based on, this is like the third series in it. It's like the most incredible show on television. I can't, it's, it's extraordinary. So I am obsessed with that alongside, you know, I'll watch that. And then the real housewives of New Jersey. So, you know, equally, See, that's a perfect blend. So I'm, yeah, watching, I'm, I'm loving this season of Jersey. I'm watching, you know, all the housewives. Uh, I've been watching the tourist with uh, Jamie Dornan on HBO max. If I could recommend, yeah. uh, it's really terrific. Um, yeah. So I have to I'm, check that out. I keep seeing it on the carousel, but I haven't. Are you, haven't pressed play yeah, yeah, Are you yeah, jealous I'm of Louis Tan? Give it a go. Oh, sorry. Are you jealous of Louis Art. Tan on I'm Real Housewives of New Jersey? <laughs> Those Tans, even there's a chapter in my book. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. On Amazon. And it, it oh. That is about being tan and being obsessed with being tan. And I, yeah. I still, as tan as I got, I don't know if I ever got as tan as Dolores Catania. Oh, Man. she has a great tan. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't um, know what she does, but I, I, I definitely been been at that level but I don't know if I like I, I have to hats off to her yeah yeah okay so we were gonna ask you <laughs> your housewives Mount Rushmore your foundational four housewives that are key to the franchise since you said Jersey is Teresa on your Mount Rushmore oh no you know 
<clears throat> yes. It they don't have to be your favorite. It has to be like, so the way we think of it is like the people who built, they may not be your personal favorite, but they've like built the franchise. Okay. Well, you know, then people get all because of Vicky Gundelson and the OG thing. I'm like, I, I don't subscribe to that. Like, I was oh. here, you know, I'm like, you're annoying. You know, that 14 <laughs> years okay. is, is enough. <laughs> like in what universe are you famous for 14 years? Like how, how much more time could you be given? You know, so it, yeah. it, it shouldn't be a thing that has no statute of limitations, you know, it, it, I, so I would put, but Teresa Judice, she, you know, I mean, yes, there's nobody who can yes. kind of touch her as far as the the trajectory of her yes. story. Uh, Lisa Rinna, I would put up there because I think once she came on to Beverly Hills, she kind of switched it all up and she managed to be provocative and funny and not take herself seriously. She's, you know, she's, and um, a dear friend, so I adore her. So she's definitely up there. Bethany, I mean, for God's sakes, you can't not put Bethany. Yeah, that's there. a good one. I mean, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think I would also pick Candy. She's moved that's, up that's, on our list. Yeah, yeah. We initially our first round, she wasn't there, and then when we realized, like, she is, she is the Atlanta franchise. I, I think, think so too. I think she, yeah. she, um. I love Candy. She, she I, I, I just love her because she's just like, I feel like I, you know, she's the one I, I watch and I'm like, I would get along with Candy. Like if I yeah. were on the show, Candy would be my, like, I would be. She'd be her like, person. I gravitate. Okay. She's showing such, she's showing good longevity. Yeah. So you want her around. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you were VP of programming at Bravo, what's one show you would create that they haven't done? Oh, what's one show that I create that they haven't done? Like, is there something that you're like, this would be a great reality TV I would show? I like... do Gay Housewives. Yeah, yeah, which there should so be, good. right? Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of redundant because the Housewives is Gay Housewives, so it's a little. They are gay <laughs> men, basically, so it's a little tricky. So you know, I I might not, but it could. It might be, you know, like. Bananas on bananas. Do you know that expression? Like, you yeah, know, a joke on yeah. a joke. You know, too much of, yep. too much of a good thing. <laughs> It'd yes. be worth trying. Yeah. I, I'd be down. Uh, I, I think it would be glorious. Um, okay. Do you enjoy last Housewives related question? Do you like watching the franchises where you know women like Lisa Rinna, and you can kind of like, you know, you, you know more about the background, or do you like maybe the franchises where you know no one and you're like a, a true viewer? Well, I mean, it's not like, you know, I can separate, you know, myself. It's not like, so it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really factor, factor in. I, I enjoy most all of them. The only one I never saw an episode of was um, Dallas. Wow, you never saw much. an episode. An episode. First so couple seasons watch. were okay. Yeah, you, when you don't watch it, though, they don't exist, you know, so you don't know. Yeah. So they'll show up somewhere, and, and I'm like, who, you know, it's like the person in the supermarket next to you. Like, they're not actually anybody but i watched yeah. one or two episodes or something it's suddenly like oh my god it's Doree. Ah. <laughs> but if you haven't watched the, the show like store. so what right. like <laughs> yeah. don't exist last yeah. I, I have one more question which you talk about your mom a lot in the book which housewife would you say is the closest to your mom in a in a loving way oh that's funny. Well, it would, I'd have to go with New Jersey as, first of all, the franchise because I'm Italian-American. So that's like, yeah. when they speak my language, I would say uh, Dolores. Nice. Oh, love that. Dolores is one of our favorite housewives. She's like a powerhouse. Yeah, me too. I, think she's, I love Dolores. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's it would have been nice if she'd been on originally, like planned. 
It is yeah. weird. Yeah, but maybe we needed her now. Maybe it's good. Yeah. 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 She would have yeah. shown us That's too good much. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. This like, question yeah. is out of left field, but <laughs> yeah. Justine is a freak. And so we have to ask it, which is how many pillows do you sleep with at night? Oh, that's so weird. You would ask me that question. I know. Because it's know. like such an obsession of mine. It's oh, like, it is? It, yeah. And it's a thing I think about almost every single night. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and I, I alternate throughout the night between one and two. It, oh, it one and uh, two. Switch positions. I throw one. One has to go on the floor <laughs> to get me blocked again. And then... Then I swap them out. So, because when my head is squashed, the one too much, I have to ditch it and then get the one that I put on the floor back. It's really only one. What? It's really only one between sleeping with. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. And then sometimes there's both of them if I'm on my back. With two pillows. Oh, I, oh my God. I, I told you so we're soulmates. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Nobody's <laughs> ever asked me that. Uh, it's something I that's think. hilarious. Geneva I love that. Sleeps just a ton. Ton. Yeah. I'm like a three pillower. I need like oh, a, no. I need a behind the pillow. I need a pillow. And then I need like a mobile pillow. Kind I could of do pillow. three pillows if I'm like, I mean, sick. It, you know, if someone <laughs> bringing me a tray and I was sick, I had to take soup in bed. Like, maybe okay. then. I have, my <laughs> sister-in-law sleeps with zero pillows. She does not have a single, oh, like a quirk. That, that sounds like, like, like a sociopath. Which <laughs> That's what I said. It just sounds like a serial <laughs> killer. like a vampire sleeps with Yeah, very odd. Uh, a strong neck. <laughs> I, I, it's, it seems like a, such a bizarre move, like an adult with choice. It's so with no that could be the most disturbing thing I've ever heard. I know. <laughs> That's how I feel. I think this is an important question to assess, like, if a person is, like, normal functioning, you know? Where are they, where are they, where are they at? I'm just picturing you in bed, like, in the middle of the night, rotating these pillows, cracking me up. Yeah, it is. I'm, I have, like, I'm on my back, two pillows. I'm going to move on my side. One goes out on the floor. Then it's, like, depending on, because there have to be down pillows. I can't sleep with a foam pillow because it doesn't, yeah. it's a weird no, no. thing. But then the down yeah. pillows squish. They have to be the right weight. It has to be like a heavier down. If they're too thin, it's like, then you become like your sister-in-law and it's like nothing. Yes. And I have black, to say yeah. last thing on pillows, this is against what we all, I would, you know, me and Geneva, everybody hates this guy, but oh, I love the my, pillow, the my pillow. The Trump guy. pillow. Oh, I'm not, I know I'm not well-versed in him. <laughs> but I love the pillow. If you ever can try one, oh, it is I, a great I, I pillow, and it know, really yeah, pushes together good. So, <laughs> yes, I know the pillow guy. Okay, but if the yeah, pillow that good, violates my I've that violates my moral pillow. code. Yeah, I tried the pillows when I've ordered it. It's supposed to help you kind of, you know, with your sleeping on your side, so you yeah. don't have any kind of thing. But then they come and it's like, look, I, I have one that's like it was three pieces you had to put together, and it's it was, too much, like, like a pregnancy pillow. No one needs that. <laughs> Okay, we're going to get into the book. Um, We absolutely loved it. What's your creative process like when you write a book? Like, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do? Or are you kind of just like writing things and putting them together? Like, how did you create your book? Um, You know, it wasn't nothing that formal. There were just um, some ideas that I had of some things that had happened to me throughout my life. And, you know, you get to a certain age, maybe if I wrote this book 20 years ago, well, obviously it would have been completely different, but you re- realize you remember things, things have stuck with you that you didn't necessarily think would ever stick with you, <laughs> you know, it's things you still kind of randomly think about. So 
these are mostly that things throughout my childhood and, and very young adulthood that I still kind of moments that that are still kind of alive in me so I kind of jotted down what these moments were and then I kind of wrote about each moment basically I, it's amazing I, they were I, just it was so I fun to if read I could remember I know I feel like do you have a good memory like do you no, do you keep well, diaries like how do you remember this no I know I don't keep any diaries well no but you know the, the nice thing too is you know I mean it's a memoir so a memoir it, it's my it's my memory right so yeah. I don't have to worry about being like it doesn't have to be perfect like there are things in it that I'm sure somebody would might you know say this year it wasn't this or that this or it didn't happen quite like this but it's how I remember it yeah you know? it's not you know it's not histo a historical you know right right the so the helped. chapter on destination weddings I thought was to like literally spot on it was hilarious and then I love that it culminated in that you actually had a destination wedding did you were you yeah. like was that a joint decision between you and Brad were you forced yeah, into I a destination wedding I, I still stand by first of all I hate destination weddings I think it's the most presumptuous I'm going to one in May and I'm looking forward to it so Chris if you're listening I, I yours isn't don't read the book <laughs> uh. <laughs> I want my piece of chicken I don't have to get on a plane, so I'm okay. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, mine was, we did have a destination wedding, but it was only like for nine people. It was just both of our closest families. So that is my caveat that I, I didn't invite, you know, a hundred people where they had to actually yeah. come, come on this cruise with us. Um, so, yeah. Are you a cruise person? Well, post-COVID, I'm imagining you're not. I, I haven't been post-COVID, um, but I would, I would again, I'm very much okay. like- yeah, I, I can forget like <laughs> the past two years like that. Do you yeah, think that you have it. an affinity for cruises because it sounds like you grew up going on cruises because of your I, dad? Yeah, exactly. You know, we went because my dad, um, I write about in my other book too. Do you mind if I cancel the, the, the book I wrote a few years ago? Before this one, I also talked about my dad worked as a sales manager for Canard Cruise Lines. And this was before, you know, cruise was even just literally, but even before the love boat, you know, I started going on them from when I was one, like my first wow. memory is, is on a cruise ship. So we used to go all the time, like every, all, all the, like a couple of times a year. And I was obsessed yeah. with them. You're cracking have me you up guys, Alaska. I just kept, that's all I've been thinking about is how you talk about the baked Alaska coming through. Baked it's Alaska. A, oh God. Still my heart. That's a, of that's a dessert cake. of past i feel like baked alaska oh this was going to be one of our questions so i'll just ask it because baked alaska is perfect preference i feel like that appears on a lot of people's death row meals do you have a death row meal your last meal on earth what you would eat i don't you know i've never been uh, asked that but i, I, <laughs> oh, I, would, I it would that be pasta <laughs> it would be nice it would be a nice i would hope it would be a nice plate of homemade pasta with a nice with a nice sauce yeah that's a good choice nice grated cheese on it some some piece of if, italian bread with it to dip it Ugh. Your mom yeah, said no dipping. No, you're not yeah. allowed to That's dip. I'm going to do it on my last. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you were going on below deck, yes. Oh my god. To, okay. Let's talk about like. Do you have a Do you have a dream cast? Do you have requirements? Are you doing a beach picnic? I love. Like, what does it look like deck. for you? Um, I also I I would never. First of all, you know I I after I after watching it for a year, do you both you both watch right? Yes. Yes. Okay. It. You, so they always go for two nights. It's it's two days. It's two days and two nights, and they have to give. In order to give a good tip, it's also like twenty five thousand dollars for two days. Yes, it's twelve thousand yes. dollars a day, and they're always scrambling. Like if you want a drink, 
you you you're not going to no. get it fast you know like it's yes you'd be it'd be easier we to always go to the say four that seasons, you know and the boat doesn't go anywhere so i don't know why you're going on a boat it, it, it literally it leaves you know you don't realize it the first year you're watching because you're caught up so then i started breaking it down <laughs> right, like watch right. watch where they go let's keep track of yeah. the day count sometimes it's one night they're gone for yeah it, they sail for maybe an hour they just anchor out like an hour away from the dock then they have to put that fucking slide up and they go and maybe they schlep everything to a rock for a picnic yes it's like so much nicer on the boat the horrible you know, picnic yeah there's so much schlepping and washing and all oh, just they don't leave land because you're not even using the boat you don't you don't go anywhere you're not actually sailing you're, you're just sitting on it so it drives me and then you have to give twenty five thousand dollars. but um yeah. i'd want to be on I'd want to be working like my I wish I could be I want to be one of the stews on, on it like I want to do a season of the show that's what I would love to do if I could I get cast interesting I don't want to be Why, are you are you a service person like you I, like from the service well I I let's just say it's a language I speak I, I worked in the service <laughs> okay. industry for many years so when I watch the okay. show I identify with the staff I don't with yeah. the crew rather I, I don't I, I don't identify yeah. with the guests who are like I, okay. I'm not a person who's comfortable like you know asking like complaining about why you know the, my <laughs> right, right. eggs have potatoes went on my list I said I don't like potatoes and now I'm right, gonna right, punish right. the rest the of the people sheet. on the charter yeah. by going back to my cabin and ruining the, the meal that's gonna yeah. basically you have to pay twelve thousand dollars in tips for the eggs so no I'm more the person who's bitching about those people who's like like um what was his name on the last one the British gay guy who I loved um oh who, um God, I can't think of his name. He was great, though. I was just looking at him. He's so cute. I know. He I was, was uh, great. He had the crush on Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, Fraser. Oh, good Not job. Fraser. Yep, yep. Fraser. I love Fraser. Yes. Fraser. Yes, Fraser. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I think I'm he Fraser. should be a Chiefs, He's too. adorable. He's yeah. got to be. Yeah. They have yeah. to have him come back and be Chiefs, too. He's great. I he agree. Was, he was funny, yeah. but that's that's me. Like, I want to be on that. I would be like, yeah. Yeah. I want to. I'd like to do, even though I'm, you know, over 50, I still want to be, a, a, like, I'd be the second to do, by the way. I don't, I want to, you, you have to be the second to be able to bitch about everybody. If you're yeah, the Chiefs, dude. That's true. You know, you can't. You can never bitch yeah. about everybody so I, I i work well if i'm in a position where i can complain about everybody and, and say how much better i would do everything so i think and then yeah. you still have over the third stew you're still a little bit higher yes that's yes. somebody you can lord everything over <laughs> yeah. you know and then somebody you yeah. can complain with or then move you know depending it's a very hannah's good... such a bitch today yeah you yes. need that yeah. yes i love and that i know yeah, i was a waitress too it's yes. like i didn't know this was an option i would have been out <laughs> traveling the world serving so on a I. stupid yacht instead of carabas like yeah. i've been on a bravo show too i know yeah. carabas we uh, always say that where's the staff can't you get a couple more stews up in here it takes forever it's ridiculous was it the other season when somebody they let somebody go and she didn't want to bring on it yes a third, she had, yeah, that was the ridiculous. woman who went through quarantine already she was right, there yes. for a day she was hus- she did laundry and she was like no yeah. thanks i don't want her it's like why yeah, not they- ridiculous i thought that the same thing me. So- yeah, that annoyed me. Yeah. I, I was like you're gonna lose me yep <laughs> so you we loved in your book you talk about like your relationship with television and obviously it sounds like you still watch a lot of tv like it seemed like tv was really fundamental to like your upbringing and just helping you like expand your yeah, your world yeah, yeah. how do you what's your relationship 100%. like with television now 
good <laughs> strong you know well there's a lot of good tv on now too um yes. I mean, we have so many shows and then during covid it really gave us a chance to kind of like really go into watch series that we hadn't watched it was you know like a full-time job but tv you know it, it, it saved me when i was a kid there wasn't as much obviously as there is yeah. now you know and um but what there was i consumed all the time i watched it all the time. The only time we weren't allowed to watch TV is we didn't have it, you know, we didn't need it at mealtime. You know, we weren't animals. So there was no TV <laughs> for dinner. We all ate in the kitchen, had dinner, but yeah. dinner lasted, you know, 20 minutes max. And so then you were back. That was one show. There was one <laughs> time slot, 6.30 to 7, that was like a question mark, you know. But otherwise, I was completely, from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed, the only thing, school, like, got in the way of it. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, a gift. They were my friends, everybody on television. And what it did, um, which inadvertently, I didn't even realize, you know, when I moved to LA in um, my late 20s and I wanted to write for TV and I wanted to write for sitcoms, I started, I actually saw for the first time an actual sitcom script and what it looked like. And I was like, I could do that. You know, I, I, th I think I can do that. And I, I started writing them and I was, you know, I was good at it because, I didn't realize, but I had been training myself for like, but you know, I'd been in training. It's like a, you know, it's like an athlete, you know, it's like yeah. I suddenly was like, your 10,000 oh, you know? hours. Yeah. I, yeah. It was completely my 10,000 hours, more than 10,000. That's the Malcolm Gladwell. You become an expert if you, yes. you know, the more you do something, obviously it's, you know, practice makes perfect. And he yeah. wrote a best selling book that's basically that aphorism, but it, it makes sense. So I didn't realize though that I'd kind of been, um, you know, my mind kind of worked like it. I don't know. It was yeah. a little bit of the chicken of the chicken and the egg. I don't know if that kind of trained my mind that way, or my right. mind kind of already works that way, and it it kind of sucked that in because, like, who knows? But it was definitely watching TV. Had I not spent an entire life watching TV every day, I wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't What's your have favorite written for television? What's your favorite television project that you've worked on? Like the most fun you had. Um, well, I've worked on Family Guy since the first episode, which is now, you know, over 20 years ago. Um, and I've been back and forth uh, to the show many times. You know, I, I come and go. Um, I go, I'm there for a few years. I leave for a few years. I come back. You know, so it's been nice to have that kind of relationship um, with a yeah. show that I love. So I, I think, you know, That's the so people funny. that work there, uh, I have friends there that, you know, I've had for 20 years and I love the show. I think it's inventive and funny and it's kind of expanded, oh, yeah. you know, how I even, you know, thought about what could be funny and how you yeah. can kind of, um, you know, mix this, as I said before, high and low, real slapstick comedy with things that are a bit more cerebral. Like it, it, it plays with every form of comedy and the voice acting i mean seth and alex borstein you know are genius the writers are, yeah are wonderful so good, good. i laugh a lot when i'm there so that show is, i think has yeah taken up the biggest yeah when i watch place. it i'm like how did they get how did they get it? it's so genius how they get away you guys get away with the stuff you put on there it's so funny and yeah fresh I and i feel like now rare. it would be um, yeah. tricky much more much more tricky to, to pull off do you remember yeah. the first joke that you are really, do you remember your first writing job that you really remember? You saw it on TV. Is it kind of like yeah, an addiction? Sure. You're like, oh my God, it got it, on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, of course. I mean, I remember the first, you know, when I moved to LA, I was 28 and I was like, I, I said, um, I, I 
had a goal, like I wanted to see my name on TV um, by the time in, in a year, you know, I didn't know. And I moved here in massive debt and I, I was a bellman and New York was my last job. I didn't know anybody in LA, but I was just, um, I was just determined. I was like, it's now or never. I was just, I had never, I just said some, like I became possessed and I just became laser focused that this had to happen. And I ended up through a series of some lucky, um, uh, events and uh, other things, getting a job um, in my first year that I lived here on a sitcom with Taya Leone called The Naked Truth. And then I wrote an episode for it and it aired, I believe it aired almost exactly one week before I moved to LA. Wow. And I'm not that kind of person who's like, oh, yeah. these things happen. No, but it was like within a week, if not wow. even closer than that, that my name was was on TV and I, it was only that's after so cool. the fact that I realized what an unrealistic goal that I set like that's that's crazy because I was yeah. like I, I made it I you know <laughs> I, I did it and then I'm in and then after that show ended I was like oh my god I have to, I have to find another job <laughs> like what do you mean this is like a career <laughs> so I have it to all pursue. started again I was like but yeah. I did that thing where was the year like ah you know so but yes yeah. that was my first that's great Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Um, okay. Another book question. This is like, I can't believe that you didn't read this. How did you never read the letter from Nancy? Um, did I not read it? I know there's a, there's an essay in this that I, um, yes. have a pen pal uh, that I meet on a cruise ship when I'm a 16 year old boy and she's yes. a married woman in her mid to yes. late twenties. And then when I'm in college as a senior, I go visit her as we've been pen pals all these years. And I go visit her in Long Beach, California. I'd never been to California before I got on a plane by myself. I was 21, yes. 20 or 21 or something. And I went to stay and she, at this point, you know, had a child, very unhappy, um, was, I think was planning to leave her husband while I was there, you know, it was very yeah, uncomfortable. And I, yes. I know, and it was, you know, I, I, I as it was very uncomfortable for me. I was terrified. Of course, you know, at this yeah. time, there was no cell phone. I couldn't text anybody. I couldn't Google <laughs> no, flights. You didn't have an SOS. No, there was nothing. Right. I was trying. I literally yeah. was trapped until my flight, you know, <laughs> I had a paper ticket, like an animal, it's a nightmare. Like, like a paper ticket in the bag. I would have had to you go to, to like, Disneyland a with travel. Her. Yeah, I went to Disneyland. And then, you know, I left and it was this very strange, weird thing. And um, she wrote me something very weird happens and it's in the book. You'll see. But when I yeah. she writes me one more letter and it's a very, very thick envelope that I get several weeks after I get back home to New York, yes. but I, I, I don't I, open it. Never. And, and you're asking, how did I not open yeah. this letter? You know, I never opened it and I eventually threw it away. Um but many years later, it was like stayed like, you know, in a, in a kid's room, you know, like, you know, it was yeah. my, that, that thing in like a, in a drawer somewhere. But um, it was so disturbing to me. I kind of didn't want to know. I, I, I wasn't in yeah. a place. I, I think I was so young. And I mean, I had been an adult for like a minute. I'd been, yeah. I'd been barely out. I wasn't, I was out of the closet. I was like on my way out. Like I had enough shit to deal with in my own life, you know, and it, you could, I, don't, I don't know. It felt yeah. like. If I knew, then maybe I would have had to respond. Right. I, I just didn't want to. I was disturbed by what had happened. <laughs> it is disturbing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to know. I didn't. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty good at not like just I, letting I, it lie. Like I always feel like, you know, 
careful what you wish for. <laughs> there's, there's a bit of like, I, I subscribe to don't ask a question if you don't want to know the answer, you know? <laughs> okay. Yes. Really? That's like my husband. He always gets look pissed. on me. Like, I'm like, don't ask me that, please. <laughs> you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I just found it fascinating that you have. Yeah, no. So like, it ends. Yeah. It. I, I have this, I get this letter. You're somebody I, like if the door closes, the door is closed, if you will, to quote Nene Leaks. It's you're not opening it again. In you know, every instance is different. I also yeah. believe, you know, it just felt like something I didn't, I didn't want to know. I don't know. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No, it, that was, I, I, I mean, that story was, yeah, as I was reading it, I could just like feel hilarious, especially when you just days. think about the time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Like you said, like the day where you don't have a cell phone and you, know, like you have no. to rely on a random person picking you up at the airport and hoping you're making it there. Like it was just such a different time in terms of. Yeah. Time. And also, yeah, maybe now, you know, also in, in, in writing it and reflecting on it, because you asked me earlier, I think Justine to like the process, what it is or whatever. But I, yeah. I'm like, all I can say is like, I never opened the letter. Right. So therefore I never forgot that it became a thing. Yes. I never forgot. Maybe if I opened the letter, I would have forgotten it or something, but because yeah. it was this thing. So that not having opened that letter was kind of like the key to remember the whole thing before it, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I follow your, this is unrelated, but I follow your Prince uh, George Instagram account and I just love it. Do you, what's your relationship like with the Brits now? Like, do people, do British people find it funny? Or are they offended? Like, what's the, how does that look for you? Particularly since you had the show as well that you developed. Um, well, I was just, you know, so strangely that you would ask Geneva, I was just there for the first time since before COVID. And um, I was literally like, God, are they going to let me in? You know, because right. I, I, the, they were not happy about the show. Um, I they, okay. they very much were unhappy about it. Um, but Brits in general uh, very much like it and get the satire of it and and enjoy okay. it. You'd have the people who are they call them royalists, you know, and royalists yes. are, you know, it, it, it's uh, a, yeah, who were like super into that. <laughs> I yeah. guess maybe yeah. find it less amusing. But in general, uh, Brits have a really good sense of humor and they they, yeah, they have they like me. They seem to like me. So okay, um, good. The, yeah, yeah. Um, and they get it. And, and um, you know, and they get how it's intended and stuff. And how do you create that idea? Like is something that just came to you or something you like, how did, how did you decide to start doing that? Because it's so uh, random, but it's so hilarious. Yeah. It, you know, it started a, a long time ago. I don't really do it that much anymore. You know, it's, it, yeah. it's, it's mixed in with a bunch of other kinds of stuff that I do. Um, but it, it just happened. I saw a photo of Prince George where he was super expressive and it was like his first day of school and he was giving such attitude. I thought I'm going to write a caption, you know, to this photo and give him a little, yeah. you know, personality. And I thought it was just going to be one. And then 
eventually a couple of weeks later, I was like, I wonder if I could do a second one, you know? So it, it built from that. And then more and more people kind of started responding. And then I started developing the world further and further out. And then it, then it became like, you know, like, yeah, it became like, oh God, I have to keep topping myself, you know, which gets right, yeah. right. I don't, yeah. <laughs> like, like hard, yeah, but it just happened yeah. just, just randomly. I just happened to see a photo like that I thought was funny and I thought I'd give yeah. it an attitude. I had a thought right. that like the royal family and everyone goes down in a plane crash and George shows up at your house and you have to take care of him as like a, a movie. <laughs> I thought that'd be he's funny the, just for myself. He's the, next, like he's the next of kin. <laughs> oh, God, That's hilarious. Raising George. Um, <laughs> you've, yeah, Raising George. You've been in Hollywood now for most of your adult life. Yeah, right? I moved, I, I've been here for, yeah, a long time. Yeah. What's, Since I'm what's 28. your favorite part of Hollywood and what, as you've gotten older, are you tired of? Okay, that's good questions. You ask good questions. The pillow is number one, by the way. I'm obsessed okay, that you asked me that. I can't. I can't even tell you how much no, I, I'm gonna. How happy that made me. Uh, the thing that I love is so trite. The weather. Like I love the weather. I love being outside. I love, yeah. you know, being a New Yorker, I'm still like, I go home still and I, my head's, you know, I go back frequently. So people are always like, do you miss it? I'm like, I've been there for 25 years. Please stop <laughs> asking me if I miss New York. <laughs> like, right. like, it's fine. It's I'm here. Yeah. I, yeah, I come four <laughs> times a year. It's like, what's to, what Leave am I going to miss? It's not like I haven't right. been here in 25 years, <laughs> right. uh, but right. it's like the energy is always like, you know, that, that kind of like everything you you do, you know, you got a brunch. It's like, we have to get there at 9am, put our name down, take the buzzer, go away, come back. Where do you want to, uh, I'm like, ah, like you, I'm yeah. like, I don't care. Like, I don't care enough to participate like I, I yeah. it, it gets me so I like um the LA has the kind of um that the, the pace is just much more chill like nobody cares if you're you could move to LA today and you're an Angelino nobody is like prove to me you're an Angelino you know it's not like oh, New York yeah, or San no. Francisco it's right, like right. No, nobody yes. cares it's like okay like you want to be you right. left you're here whatever um so yeah. I love that I, I am sick of though um the thing that like, I just can't be bothered. It's like also uh, people looking past you if you're at a party or something or always looking to see who's coming in the room. It's very LA. I mean, it happens, you know, in other mm -hmm. places too, but yeah. particular, they're particularly good at in LA and what everybody wanting to know what you're doing now. Like what am I? Yeah. We have to talk about what I'm doing now. Like, doing how about, yeah. yeah, can we just talk about something else? I don't want to yeah. know what you're doing now. Let's just like, can we just like, and always like the industry talk. Yeah, can we not talk like, about? Yeah. Can we not talk yeah. about that that kind of stuff? You know, but everybody has that. You know, it's always um, it's always like right at the forefront. I feel like everybody yeah. minds like we've got. How we've did got, you feel about what happened at the Oscars? Was that one of the craziest things you've ever seen in Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like at this point, nobody needs my two cents on on that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, every, okay. every single person in the world has weighed in. I'll bow out on that. Okay. All right. I like that. Um, what? I'd like to know what your mom what? thinks, though. <laughs> yes, your mother. I love. What's your she relationship didn't watch like it. with? Oh, she didn't watch it. I love. Yeah, that. she didn't watch it. They're on late. <laughs> does your mother still not give you gifts, or does she? No, she gifts? still doesn't give me gifts. I love it. Wow. 
Yeah, there's another chapter. I don't lie. Like things that I said, like it's very like, I mean, it's not like I, I don't exaggerate either. It's that my mother, when I'm 16 years old, she I wanted a leather jacket and the leather jacket I got was so hideous. It was not what I pictured in my head and I wanted to return it. But I was like from the leather warehouse. You couldn't return it or something. Maybe it was on sale. I don't know, but I was stuck with it. And I, it was I never wore it. And my mother said, I'm never buying you a gift again. And she didn't. I love it. Does she buy Never other people bummed. gifts? Not really. You know, maybe. Yeah. Like, okay. you know, her grandchildren and things like that. But no. Um. Yeah. I was. She gets, you know, get certificates, checks, you know, things like that. But an actual buying a gift. She has not bought me a gift since then. You know, I have three boys. Geneva has a son. And so when I'm reading the book, it's kind of like your mom becomes the star of the book. Is that just how it happened? Is she she's just a big part of your life? I thought it was really oh, sweet. I nice. hope that my kids would be writing That's really nice that you would say that because nobody, I mean, you know, it hasn't been out in the world that long too. And um, so I I hadn't even thought that I just kind of wrote, you know, what I was, you know, feeling about each each topic that I, that, uh, that I was going through, but the people that are in it from my life and my earlier life, my family, for the most part, you know, my attitude is when I'm writing it, is like, I'd like to celebrate them. You know, I'd like to celebrate the people that were there. That's me. You know, everybody has their own way. I, I, I don't need to excavate pain and put that pain might not be the right word, but something very personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, right. That's somebody else's story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not yes. mine necessarily. So, um, so that's a tricky thing sometimes when you're writing about family yes. and friends and people that are in your life, you know, how do you do it in, in a way where you're being completely authentic to yourself and honest. And at the same time, for me, I just wanted, I wanted people, I wanted my, the way I told it, I wanted people to kind of um, see these people as I, as I did. Yeah. yeah I appreciated was- like the tone that you took of like, it was still, it was fun and it was funny and you felt like you really got a sense of you, but you also did talk about some stuff that like, you know, wasn't the most light, like fun stuff, but the way that you framed it, I think really showed, I don't know how you write and kind of the tone you were trying to set was very, it was fun. Like it was an easy, I really enjoyed Thanks. reading it compared to like, I reading somebody's memoir, like you said, filled with trauma and like, that's for another day. I just appreciated yeah, yeah. that. It was like, it really you were still working heart. through things, but yeah, I teared up yeah. at the grandma story about how you learned the, how, about her and Thanks. how you felt like she would be on your team and and Irene. I've been thinking about Irene and oh. I'm like, oh, and even though you handled it, if you had another kid, she... you would name them Irene. I, I, like you know, I loved it. I, I loved Irene, you know, very much. She was my next door neighbor growing up. I always think and she was she was a second mother to me. And I miss her and I think about her often. And it, the irony is too, I think because I don't, I, I don't want to talk to my neighbors. I don't really want to have anything to do. I like, oh, I'm very neither. private. I feel like once you open that door, then, you know, you might be chatty one day and then you're in trouble. You know, I don't want to go out to dinner with my, like, I don't want to, I'll say good morning, <laughs> you know, yeah. but that's it. But the irony is, you know, I had, we, we, the closest people in our lives were our next door neighbors for like, you know, and my parents yeah. up until up until they they died and and moved away. But up there, so it's like forty years. You know, it's a really long, it's a really long time. And this woman was in my life, um, my entire life up until I was in my forties. So I'm like, oh, this is this weird kind of thing of like I can't. So it's like maybe it's like I don't need. Part of me also feels like I don't need to do it. Like I'll never have another Irene. So right, I don't yeah. need to ever 
I've ever talked to a neighbor again, you know? <laughs> I love that one and done. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you, I can't, I can't, I can't top it. But it is, you wonder sometimes too, there are things you mentioned about, like, I, I wonder, you know, when especially people know me from Instagram or from Family Guy or Will and Grace, and it's like, you know, you're the, the expectation is you're always going to be funny. And yeah. there's sometimes there are things that just aren't, you know, it, it's not funny, you know, and, right. and it's like, you have to, I had to find a way to allow myself to be like, hey, this couple of pages might not be funny. Mm -hmm. And let's hope that you've earned enough kind of goodwill, as it were, with, you know, your yes. audience that they'll that you'll be able to go a little someplace else together too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it was hard. Yeah. Sometimes I would be like, oh my God, I just wrote four pages and there's nothing funny on them. It's like <laughs> I, no, I think you, yeah, you struck though. a really yeah. good balance. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. It was painted a good I felt like who these people were. Yeah. I think like warm leaving, I was warm leaving, reading the book. Like it left me with like a warm, comforting feeling about like, I feel like, you know, yourself and you know how to talk about your past experiences and really painted a great picture. So I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Geneva. Um, where did you get your sense of humor? Like is somebody in your family hilarious? <laughs> No, <laughs> everybody has a sense of humor. I think sometimes people, you know, um, confuse having a sense of humor with being funny. You know, we can, one can have a sense of humor. They don't necessarily have to be funny. I think everybody yes. in my family, we have a sense of humor. Um, I barely think, you know, look, I make my living at it. And I'm like, I I've never described myself as funny. If somebody else does, I'm like, eh, eh, like make, you know, lower the expectations. It should be a surprise if something funny comes out, but nobody should be waiting for it. I'm sure there's so many people who've met me and have been like, I'm funnier than he is. You know, like, I'm not that funny. I'm like, so. like, you know, you're funny occasionally. Um, but I think it was developed I don't know. I, I I always was an outsider, so I was always watching things. So when you're always watching yeah. behavior, you kind of look at things a little bit differently, you know. And I was just studying people a lot. I wasn't. It wasn't like I was super chatty all the time, you know, trying out my material. And Gary's hilarious. He's gonna entertain. <laughs> yeah. Usually those kids aren't funny, you know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. To me. At the bar at 3 <laughs> no, I feel like a lot of people are without windows have yeah. like a. Yeah, like people in comedy have a similar story where they like either felt a little outside or a yeah. little different and like that. I think observation provides so much insight on the world. Yeah, I didn't grow up thinking I was funny. I certainly wasn't yeah. told you're fun. Like nobody was kind of like, Gary's gonna, but I was developing, I think it was a mixture. You know, I was always drawn to comedy and, and I watched a tremendous amount of it on television and, and film. And I loved, I loved all, all kinds of it. Um, where from the Flintstones to I Love Lucy to old Preston Sturgis movies to, uh, to all about Eve, you know, I kind of absorbed Saturday Night Live from the first season it was on. So you, you kind of absorb Mm -hmm. that and from the way I kind of looked at the world was um yeah specific yeah. I, I guess so shaped by those experiences I think of. so and like yeah yeah very yeah, intelligent you, I know we, yeah. you want to pour on the compliments but you are very <laughs> you, can, you can they haven't been pouring on <laughs> today so <You'll> take it <laughs> you're the first people I've um, talked to absolutely. oh great <laughs> we love it yeah but um, thank you I don't know about uh, that we, you're so sharp. No, we would, yeah, we imagine just, as a kid, would, that's why maybe adults enjoy talking to you because you are smarter yep. than the average dumb little kid. <laughs> maybe, we, we, you we know, talk to, we talk to <laughs> children all the time. So, <laughs> you know, um, for you and for you and Brad and your relationship, 
have you, did you learn like how to have a successful relationship from your parents and your family? Like, how have you figured out how to navigate a relationship, particularly when you guys are in the public eye? Like, how have you figured that out? You know, I don't think I learned it per se. No, I did. I had made a lot of mistakes before Brad. Um, I just liked him enough to know that, you know, okay, this, this if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. If it's going to happen right, you know, if this is the person yeah. it's going to happen with, um, because he was the first person I felt like I was completely myself with. And sometimes you don't realize you haven't been yourself until you're with somebody when you can literally just be yourself. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not playing a part at all anymore. You know, I don't know why I do that sometimes. I think it's natural. Yeah. We sometimes you know, do that. So it's also, Brad and I get along really well. Like we, we've never fought much in 21 years to the mm-hmm. truth. I mean, there's been maybe a couple of big ones, but I mean, like we don't, we just get along, you know, we're well suited to each other. We laugh every day. We enjoy each other's company. We, you know, we, yeah, we just, we, and also the, the public eye stuff, you know, Brad wasn't in the public eye for a long time uh, yeah. until we've been together. I think he started on the Rachel Zoe project the first time he then got on a show, which I never thought was going to be anything. I remember he showed me, I don't know if you remember that show where he was. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we watched it. And before yeah, yeah. the show came out, and at that time he was like his 30. So it was like 14 years ago. And so we'd been together seven years already. And I saw the pilot episode, which was on like a DVD. Um, before like the week before it aired we watched it at home and i was like oh my <laughs> like i don't know who is gonna watch this i'm like this is i was this like I, I was like you look cute i was like but this is like i was like oh <laughs> god this is i don't know what this is but um yeah so it was we had already been together so long and then so and then he became the breakout person on the show and it was like yeah, it yeah. was so fun i was so happy to see him have, uh, you know, start getting uh, the kind of recognition that I, I felt like he deserved because, you know, I had been the one who had, you know, and I put successful in quotes because, you know, a successful career, I, I, I don't, I define successful is a very broad way to, yeah. define, to define that. But I've been working in TV for years and stuff. And, and then he was getting, you know, People were seeing him and it's never fun for somebody to be, to feel like they're every will and grace event you have to go to. I'm like, you remember Brad you remember, yeah, Brad? Yeah. you remember Brad. And I'm like, right. I'm like, ugh, like poor, like that, that's like not a fun role to be in for anybody, you know, to be that, yeah. to feel like you're the, the kind of a thing. So <laughs> the irony is then it, then eventually it became, you remember Gary. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, I don't like this. Tables turn. <laughs> yeah, was, I always felt, but yeah, when we watched him at a young age, it grow throughout these years. I feel like we know him too. And I feel proud yeah. of him as he's yeah. become such a powerhouse. It's, it's impressive. He's also, I mean, I, anybody who knows him, I don't think anybody would disagree except possibly Rachel Zoe, but he is the <laughs> loveliest, the warmest, the most down to earth person. He'd never, I mean, he's never changed, you know, he's Canadian. Yeah. He's a, a good person. Like he didn't change. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, right. this, this happened and he became, and anything in his personality changed, you know? Have you run into her at any events? Like, have you ever had any awkward uh, run-ins or they avoided each other? You know, 
Well, I don't remember. I never really That's followed good. it, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I, I didn't have anything yeah. to do with that show when it was on. And um, yeah. mm-hmm. so I, I don't really remember. I don't I don't know. Would you two ever do a reality show together? Like we did. Oh, Geneva. Well, we did do one. Wait, Brad did had you? A, Brad had a spinoff. Like... It's a Brad 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 did have a spinoff. I was thinking that. And I feel like I saw you. Okay. Yes. So we did. We had a, we did. We had a spinoff. He had a spinoff for two years. And so we did that. And then we had a reality show, a travel show for HBO Max, where we were um, traveling the world, but we were doing I'm it during. Watch that. Well, no, you can't because it got canceled. Oh. It, they pulled the plug. Oh, okay. It died of COVID. It, it was oh, one of the. Oh, ca- no. It was one of the cash. Yeah, we were out death. filming it during COVID, and COVID started, oh. and we had to stop filming it. And then by the time, well. I was going to say by the time COVID ended, like if, if whatever, ish, right? what, yeah, yeah, ended ish, you know, um, yeah, the show isn't going forward anymore. Did you so, propose on It's a Bread Bread World? What? No, I, feel like I, saw I didn't someone, propose. The mob. No, we did a flash mob of Les Mis. Mob? Wasn't a proposal. It was our 10th oh, anniversary. Oh, was it an anniversary? Oh, people, okay, people okay. always get, this is like. No. Sorry. It's always like, was it your thing? Did you you got married on that thing? Was it I your remember, I thing you did it. for Brad's birthday? I'm like, no, it Justine, it was our 10th anniversary. I did a latest right. flash mob. It's on YouTube. We already did a show, Geneva. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, it's right quite here. all right. No, no, no. no. So, and if something else, Back I don't to the know. book. We love your book. <laughs> yeah. But so we did it. So we also, so, you know, yeah. I've, I've done it. Uh, uh, you know, I've dabbled in it. It was a kind of a fun thing. Thing to kind of experience if bravo said we're doing the first gay um <laughs> housewives you and brad are number one would you do it no okay no right. never no i don't fight you, i'm not i'm not i'm also i was old. gonna say like do you enjoy that kind of, it doesn't seem like that's like again you're kind of uh, no it would I, you know and you'd go in so i'd go i'd be the person who's like okay but i'm gonna i'm not gonna fight i just want you to know i'll do it i'll be funny and they'll be like yeah, yeah no, no no just be you that's what we want yeah. we don't want you to do that and i'd be like okay, yeah. okay okay cut to it would you know we'd be filming it for two weeks the pressure we'd be having a dinner party i'd be like not the cameras are on us i'm, like, we was, I'm like nothing's happening i'm like bad get the fuck away you know i would i would sleep with somebody else's i would do anything i would be like because i want to win just, i'm very competitive you know i'd be like I want to, you know, like you get sucked in. It would, it, it's like, it's weird. Like I could see just even the short time that I spent yeah. doing it, you know, you understand, I understand like, oh, how sometimes these women on housewives start acting out in ways that they yep. might not normally because they want to, you know, stay relevant is another way to say, keep your job. <laughs> like, yep. There's yep. all the codes that they have, you know, you, think you, it's, stay- you think on. it's, it's sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Do you think Not it's easier for like Elisa Rinna to be a housewife since she is an actress? Is she really, do you see Do you feel like the real house of Beverly Hills is really reality TV or is there, it's just inherent in her to be slightly an actress? Yeah, I think being an actor doesn't necessarily, it might, it gives you what, it, what it does is it gives you more comfort in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're starting off, I think, at an advantage, whereas somebody maybe like um, Crystal Kong Minkoff needed a few episodes to kind of be mm-hmm. like, okay, because it's weird. You know, if you've never yeah. done it, it's it's a weird thing because people say, just act like yourself. But it's like, we kind of can't just act like yourself. The second that camera is in front of you and it's following you for eight hours and you can hear right. the cameraman breathing, you know, it's like, you're very aware. So, 
you know, you, so it does kind of change how your performance, you kind of, it's like a volume, you have to kind of modulate, like, okay, I have mm -hmm. to find, I have to, I need a minute to find this. So maybe actually actors, people more in, uh, who've been in front of the camera have more of an advantage that way. But I do think audiences, you know, I think the, she just, she's good at being open on camera. And I think so was Teresa Judice, you know, so mm -hmm. it, it, they're just right. doing, doing it in different ways. And I, and I do think that's what the audience kind of responds to people who you feel like are, you know, like they're just going to be themselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We're coming down to our last couple of questions. Do you have an idea for a next book? No. Oh, I think you should write about relationships. <laughs> there better be another one. I think, that, I think no. your next book should be like oh, relationship God. advice or just you like know how long it takes to write a book. Your, oh, I know oh. it takes a long time, but we want another one. So I'm just giving you. Thank some you. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll uh, take like, any what's ideas. What's kind of what's like your next what's your next project or next thing? I know you're still involved in a couple of things. What's coming down the pipeline for you? Uh, you know, right now I'm just focusing on this book and kind of like, you know, um, mm -hmm going out and kind of like going back yeah. out to the world and going on a book tour. Yeah. So I kind of want to go back out and, you know, yeah. Oh. And just kind of focus on See the book. And then, and then after that, I'm going to kind of like figure out what it is yeah. that I want to do. Cause when you do something, at least for me, I have to be really passionate about it because it takes, you know, you, you give everything. Mm. If you're giving everything, you want to yeah. do it in service of something that you feel, you know, really, excited about you know yeah and um especially creatively i can imagine yeah like you have to yeah you know when you're 30 you, you have you have a year or two you can be like oh i don't know why i i don't really like this i wouldn't watch it but i'm gonna do it because it was offered to me yeah. so all right why not you know i'll do it i'll have this experience i'll work with this person or whatever but now i'm like eh, like you know you know time yeah it's like i want to yeah. be really certain that the next thing i do i'm very excited about it and where is the book tour taking you? Do you have the book tour plotted? Uh, yeah, I'm going uh, to be on April 25th at the Strand in New York. Then the 26th, Great. I'll be at Dumbo in Brooklyn. Then I'm going to um, Boston, DC, San Francisco, LA. And it'll all be on my social. Um, my, the tour will be on my social awesome. media. So I'll have it up there. So if anybody wants up. to come. Okay. Well, it was, uh, I mean, a, we can't say enough how much we enjoyed the talking to you. It was I hope so we didn't fun. insult you with our last, we really um, blew it at the end. <laughs> what are you we talking really about? Our knowledge at the end. <laughs> this has been, but I, we're so I, like I told you, I was like, oh, you know who I am. <laughs> I'm so excited. I never you assume right anything, no. you know, never assume anything. <laughs> was seriously a joy. Everybody and read everyone it. should buy it. Yes. Don't buy it. Thank I mean, you. Fuck off. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks, yes. Justine. Thanks, Geneva. You guys have been an absolute delight. And this has been oh, really Gary. the highlight of my day. This was so fun. Oh, and thanks love so it. much. I love it. Thank Bye. you so much. Have a great Bye. rest of your weekend. Everybody read Gary's book. Bye, guys. Thank you. We'll be back. Thank you.